Welcome to the Premium Finance Show. Interviews and insights from industry professionals, helping you use financed insurance to provide tax-free withdrawals and extended estate protection. The Premium Finance Show is brought to you by your podcast team, where having your own podcast is as easy as being a guest on ours. Find out more at yourpodcast.team. Now here's your host, John McDonough. On this episode of the Premium Finance Show, we have J.R. Shearing, a 20-year managing partner at Deloitte who's now working with a company called Vaco, who is really a talent solutions company. And J.R. uses his vast experience of extensive finance, public accounting, international business experience, as well as his own personal experience of receiving his pension plan through Deloitte, which is really, really good, and how it doesn't compare, in his own words, he does a great job explaining it today, how it doesn't compare to the premium financed strategy put together by Cool Springs and the various ways the Cool Springs strategy weaves in and out of his life, formerly at Deloitte, Big Four accounting firm, as well as at Vaco, a talent solutions firm helping find um, high-level C-suite executives for companies. Make sure you listen to this episode. You don't want to miss it. Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Premium Finance Show. Today's guest is J.R. Shearing out of Raleigh, North Carolina. J.R., welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Happy to be here, John. You know, you and I have played a little bit of golf together, smoked a cigar or two together, and I'm really excited to have you um, on the podcast today so that our listeners can can hear kind of your background your experience, what you're currently doing, and what you like so much about the Cool Springs designs and some of the conversations you and I have had. But before we do that, let me help the listeners understand who we're privileged enough you know, to be talking to today. So straight from your bio, JR. JR is a senior business executive and a big four managing partner with over 25 years of extensive finance, public accounting, and international business experience. He has a proven track record of leading multinational, multifunctional teams and serving life sciences, technology, manufacturing, real estate, and media companies, as well as public sector. JR is a recognized leader in the community through board involvement in many nonprofits. He has served as board chair and finance and audit committee chair on CEO search and strategic committees, as well as many other leadership roles. He's a founding member of the Daniel Center for Math and Science. Goes on to say, JR was the marketplace leader and face of Deloitte in the local geography for a $100 million practice and over 425 people. He was the lead client services partner for many of the key clients, including Red Hat, the state of North Carolina, LabCorp, Martin Marietta, Capital Broadcasting, Road Corporation, the list goes on and on. He was responsible for partnering with these clients to solve complex business issues such as ERP implementations, audits, mergers and acquisitions, business integrations, human capital strategies, cross-border tax reorganization, cybersecurity evaluations, and that list also goes on. In addition, JR, he worked with and advised leadership and boards of directors on multiple issues and CFO transactions. I mean, I could just keep going. In addition to this, I want to get to, you know, your work with United Way of the Greater Triangle, the Raleigh Chamber of Commerce, Alliance Medical Ministry, 
Boy Scouts, Raleigh Housing Authority, the City Club of Raleigh. JR is a member of the National Association of Corporate Directors, the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants. Man, and you went to North Carolina State University. So, <laughs> JR, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Look you forward know, to chatting. None of this mentions what you're doing with Vaco, and I know you've tried to describe it to me before, but what are you doing with Vaco currently, and, and what are your daily activities keeping you occupied with? So give us an update on you and Vaco currently. Interesting story, John. I worked for 30 years with Deloitte, and just to kind of cut to the chase, I wasn't ready to leave Deloitte, but I had been serving in a role for 20 years that is typically a, you know, eight to 10 year role within Deloitte, but I had kind of found my niche as the managing partner and I was able to stiff arm the leadership for longer than most can. And they allowed me to stick around for 20 years, but it, it finally came to an end. They said it was time to get somebody else a shot to lead it and did not want to go away, but understood. And we tried to create a role for a bit of time. And it was like trying to put a square peg in a round hole. And long story short, I retired from Deloitte in May of 2019. Wasn't ready to quit. And I had been working with Baco for ever since they were founded in the Raleigh market 17, 18 years ago. And went to them and said, you know, what if I come to work with you guys? They're a staffing and recruiting firm that specialized in technology recruiting for the CIO organization, as well as uh, finance and accounting recruiting for the CFO's organization. And we've done a, a lot of business together with mutual clients. And long story short, uh, I was able to, to get to their national office, which by happenstance is actually in Nashville, where Cool Springs is headquartered. Yeah, you bet. Uh, I was actually, was actually able to get there. and. Um, convince the leadership that this thing might work. They weren't looking for somebody like me. And so we created a role about two years ago and the rest is kind of history. And so far I've been able to survive COVID and a number of other things. And I think the sky's the limit. Well, we're going to get to Vaco a little bit more here in a second, but I didn't realize that the big four, is it commonplace at the big four to put uh, managing partners out to pasture after about 10 years? It's commonplace for the big four to put all partners out in the pasture eventually. The, the retirement age of, of partners has come down you know, pretty steadily over the years, and it's just part of the business model to create room for you know, the, the up-and-comers, you know, new blood. It's just the way it is. And so you've got partners retiring at you know, early to mid-50s, most firms have a retirement age uh, limit that is 60 or younger. Some of them, I think, maybe even 58. I think Deloitte, when I left, was 62. So it's it's just part of the business model, um, and and it seems to work. And it it was a great career. And while I said I wasn't ready to leave, uh, I wasn't, but I understood. And at the end of the day, I'm enjoying immensely, you know, what I'm doing now. You know, that's a this will be a conversation for another time, but that sounds like a perfect opportunity for the Cool Springs, you know, 
long-term incentive design for those partners and managing partners on their way out at such a young age. That's too young to be retired, but I digress. So what caused, what about Deloitte caused you to stay there for 30 years? That's a pretty good run at one company. Oh, it really is. And like I said earlier, it's the opportunity to, to do, you know, I fell into a niche and they let me stay. Um, you know, like I said, a little bit longer than maybe they wanted me to in that particular role, but I was pretty good at it. If I pat myself on the back a little bit, <laughs> I had found my niche and enjoyed, you know, the community that I was in, you know, a lot of people within, you know, the bigger firms, they, they go from community to community, you know, bigger offices and that kind of thing. Deloitte afforded me the opportunity to raise all three of my kids in a single community in the same house. You know, they all went to the same school. It kind of hurt me in the long run because all three of them, since they were grew up in North Carolina and Raleigh, North Carolina, blessed me with out-of-state tuition when they went to, went off to college. So I, mm. I paid for it in the long run. But it, at the same time, it, it allowed me to put down roots, get to know uh, people in the community at a, a deep level and build up, you know, an immense network that that I was able to carry over to to Baco, being to bring to bear with companies like Cool Springs, and just grow, you know, deeper, longer relationships, meaningful relationships with people and companies that you know not everybody gets to do. And, you know, that's what I've found. You, you, you bring up a good point. And most of our clients get brought to us at Cool Springs. Most of our Cool Springs clients get brought to us through trusted professionals like yourself that have those relationships that go years and years and years. I mean, Cool Springs, as you know, JR, it is not a transaction oriented relationship. It is a very long term you know, partnership that's going to be built over a good number of years. And so it's a common thread that trusted professionals like yourself, and we're going to talk about it in a second. I'm going to ask you a question, but when you've taken the years to really get to know your clients and build that, that trust and get to know their true issues, that's how they end up coming to Cool Springs. So I really respect that and, and appreciate that. But I'm betting you didn't grow up you know, with the dream of becoming a tax accountant or consultant. I'm just curious, how did that happen? It's like everything else that's happened to me. I've, I've been fortunate and lucky. I w- went to school at NC State as an example and thought I wanted to be uh, a computer guy. And then once I figured out over the summer before I went to school what computer science was all about, I, I thought it was just about operating a computer or whatever. But I, I didn't realize what coding meant, what all the cards you had at the, back in the day. I mean, you There's no more way cards. Back, way, way back uh, to what computers were in the uh, late 70s, early 80s. But I found out what it was all about. And I said, that's not what I want to do. So I spent the first day at, on campus changing my major. And I changed to business management. And then it, that evolved into accounting. I got lucky and was hired by, by Price Waterhouse there in the Raleigh market, which was I, I was employed by them for a few years and went out into industry for a little bit before signing on with Deloitte in December of 1989. And what, it, what started is, you know, I loved accounting made sense to me. And it was uh, kind of a full employment type study 
you know, when I was in college, you know, one that my kids have got evolved into these days is more around analytics and computer science and that kind of thing. Well, accounting was that kind of program back in the day. Mm. And I, I got lucky and was employed by, you know, one of the bigger, big accounting firms. And what appealed to me about that was the ability to work with a lot of different businesses, a lot of different industries and do different things every day I went to work. It wasn't all about the debits and the credits or the, the internal revenue code and all that. Those were just tools that you took into the, the marketplace to build relationships and find ways to add value much like what you grew up doing with with the premium finance life insurance and and so it was the that that was just the tool that i kind of fell into to begin to get to know people build relationships and have fun you know you said like most of your life you've been fortunate and lucky and most of the things you do i i have to confess here i've played golf with you that's not true (laughs) (laughs) okay okay yeah, maybe in the, maybe in the work environment, but uh, <laughs> maybe I just had a lucky day that day. But okay, so let's okay. talk about Vaco. So Vaco, you said it's a it's it's a technology recruiting and or talent firm, and it's a it's a information talent firm. Can you describe more about that? Yeah, I mean, Vaco grew up. They were founded in Nashville by three part the three founding partners that left public accounting as a, as an example they were they worked at Accenture they loved the business they were working in or they loved the clients they were working with but they didn't like the work they were doing well mm-hmm. they left learned the the recruiting business and founded Vaco about 20 21 years ago in Nashville Tennessee then they went to Richmond you know founded a practice there, then they went to Memphis, and then they came to, Nat- to, to Raleigh. And so those were kind of the first four offices uh, of Vaco. They grew to 40 offices spread around the country, you know, probably, they were probably that big five, six years ago. And their next step was, they are said, what are we, what are we gonna do next? How are, how are we gonna be different than the competition? And the, the partners, the managing partners of all those practices decided to take a few chips off the table and went through a few private equity transactions through which they started to acquire consulting businesses. They've got Pivot Point Consulting that does, is a healthcare vertical. They've got Intensive that's a supply chain vertical. They've got uh, Focus Search Partners that's a retained search arm of similar to you know a number of retained search firms around the country and then the more recent uh acquisition they made was morgan franklin out that's headquartered in dc that is former big four partners that got tired of the big bureaucracy and they do financial advisory consulting technology consulting strategy and operational consulting a lot of the same stuff that i did at deloitte but obviously on a much smaller scale. If I'm sitting here telling you that Baco, which all in is about a, a billion dollar company, can compete with a $20 billion Deloitte, you know, that's a load of crap. So so, um, so, so we're not talking about just a recruiting firm. Like that's unfair to Baco yeah. to call it just a recruiting firm. Absolutely. And, and, and the way we refer to ourselves now 
is a talent solutions firm. And so, you know, we're not a hammer looking for a nail. We're business consultant looking for a relationship of how do we help you client solve some of the problems that you have to deal with. And, you know, a lot of sometimes that problem may have more to do with Cool Springs than it has to do with Baco. And that's where, in my mind, the more relationships I can have with companies like Cool Springs or law firms or bankers that can help me solve problems for my client, the more trusted relationships that I'm going to be able to build uh, long term. It's, it's not always about me. Well, and quite frankly, that's what I feel about this relationship as well is every person that, you know, we strategically align with at Cool Springs has, you know, sometimes it's driven by golf and cigars, but most of the time it's driven by need for our clients. And, you know, we found that certain companies that we work with are lacking an executive in a certain place and really knowing where they can go to try to get that outside of the friends and family network. That's an invaluable tool, not to mention being able to solve. I feel the same way at CoolSpring. We want to solve problems. We don't want to be a product pusher. We don't want to be one transaction and done. It's a relationship-based business that we're in, especially when you're in the consulting business, right? It's all about relationships and you know, problems come and problems go, but the one thing that can remain constant is your relationship with people. But can you give me some real life examples for the listeners, just two or three examples of companies or executives that you've helped in the recent past? Yeah, let's, I don't know. Let's kick off. I'll kick off with one. This this probably isn't in the recent past, but it goes back, you know, early on in my career at Deloitte, I had the opportunity to work with a real estate company that I think it was a tax manager at the time, and I had to help the company. They were looking at changing accounting firms. And tax manager is tax manager is a step before you become partner or something like that. Yeah, you got yeah you got tax manager, senior tax manager, and then then you become a partner. So I was gotcha. a couple couple three years before becoming a partner at Deloitte, and I had the opportunity to. You know, this particular company was in Winston-Salem. They were looking for, they were being forced by an in, institutional investor into their business to, to move from a smaller accounting firm that they had used for many, many years to one of the big four. And we were not even initially even invited. We didn't have a seat at the table. They were happy just talking to PwC and EY. But my partner in Winston-Salem convinced a fellow Duke alum Duke University alum to to give us an hour. We got we got the hour and a subsequent meeting and ultimately wanted to work. I was able to to review their tax returns and identify an opportunity to amend the to amend the returns and and put hundreds of thousands of dollars in in the pockets of the two partners. We went from zero to hero, and it's those kinds of things where. I grew up with the attitude as, you know, I started in accounting as an auditor, quickly moved over to tax. And I'll be honest with you, the reason I did that is because everybody hates to see the auditors coming, but they love to see the tax guy coming because they see the value that the tax guys bring into the table. And so I grew up the, the, the concept within how I dealt with my clients. If I'm billing, billing you, 
more than I'm adding to your bottom line in terms of value, you need to go find somebody else. And I was confident in our ability to do that. And, you know, in that particular situation, you know, it worked out pretty well. We had that client eventually got acquired by another of my clients that was, that was in Raleigh was you know, they merged into or were acquired by Highwoods Properties, which is a huge successful client uh, of Deloitte currently. Yeah, it's exciting. It's always great when you can add value, especially, you know, relatively, yeah, that wasn't super early on in your career, but it's, it's, what's cool to me is how that sticks with you after the years, you know, that one being, you know, before you're even partner and how it still resonates right. with you. And it really kind of helps set your, your DNA. Once you experience a success like that, it, it, it becomes part of who you are and how you want to do business going forward with everyone. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll share another one. This next example kind of speaks to the business I'm in now. You know, over my career, I've learned to to operate under the MO of helping others get what they want and what you want will, will come tenfold. I, I've always attributed that to, to Zig Ziglar. I've heard other people talk about it and they attribute it to other folks, but that's where I've often attributed it. And in doing this, I've been able to place people in situations to to get new jobs over my whole career, even when I I wasn't getting paid a fee for it. Now I'm getting a paid a fee for it or trying to structure how I can get paid a fee. But these other situations, I would just kind of follow them into that company and and find opportunities that apply to Deloitte since we weren't in the the headhunting business, if you will. Mm -hmm. I had a particular client, Capital Broadcasting, here in Raleigh, that John was was retiring. He had been Jim Goodman's CFO for forever. He was ready to retire, and he reached out to me to see if I could help him find a CFO. And long story, as it turned out, I had the perfect guy for him. Unfortunately, it wasn't it wasn't that three foot putt that you know you can always make uh, the <laughs> headhunter that they were hiring to to help out with it you know, didn't have my same view of how this guy might fit with the next generation that was going to follow Jim. But I had in my mind that, you know, he was a perfect fit. It was a guy that I worked with at Pricewaterhouse. He had gone up, gone up to DC and developed his resume around being a CFO and then decided he wanted to move his family back to Raleigh. He moved him back without a job and was looking wow. for a job. And he, the industries that he was in in DC we're not the same as the end, as capital broadcasting's industry, but I knew I knew the guy. I knew the I knew the guy. I knew the family, and I'm so I'm like this guy can be the same to the the two sons of Jim as John was to Jim. And so the headhunter didn't take my word for it. I went over ahead, talked to John, and said, "At least do me the favor of sitting down and talking to this guy, and let me know what you think." Well, long story short, within two two to three weeks of them having that initial meeting, they ended up hiring Dan, and that was 15 years ago, and Dan is still the CFO at Capital Broadcasting today, and he's a client of, of mine at Baco as well. So that that was uh, one of those situations that was like, yeah, one of the things is I've always told clients, you know, what what most of us do is not brain surgery or rocket science. And if you hire the best athlete, they can learn your business. But hire the hire the person where the chemistry works, 
and that can get the work done. Debits and credits are the same no matter what business you're in. You know, that that just speaks to your your again, back to the relationship. Right. And because of your relationship, you were able to really press that and get them because they trust you to really give that person a chance. And that's again, that's what this is all about. But you did bring up something that probably falls into. I don't know if you want to call it a misconception, but I'll call it a misconception, which is what people have about the executive search, the placement industry, or as you say, the talent solutions industry, and you brought up fees. Isn't that one of them? Like your fees aren't worth it or, you know, how do you earn that? I think think you're right. You know, one of, you know, they're too expensive. You know, you why should I pay you that much? And there are multiple ways to, to accomplish a task, but I've, I've learned over many years that you end up in a, in a better place if at some level you outsource what you don't do well, you know, things outside your core business. And, you know, that, that would apply. You know, my sense was the companies that outsourced an element of their tax compliance to companies that just do tax compliance like Deloitte, like I did at Deloitte for many, many years and have their internal core team really just just focus and manage the process, you're going to end up in a better situation than if you try to build your own big tax compliance group because it's harder for them to stay up to speed. It's harder for them to, to maintain that level of excellence so that it's, it's more of a partnership. I think the same thing's true in the human resources space where you you find the relationships with with a recruiting agency that partners well with your HR executives and there's nothing better. You know, if you've got and there I'm not telling you there are not firms out there that just just like to turn the fees. Uh is this no different than life insurance guys that like to churn, you know, commissions. You know, once mm-hmm. I you know, and we'll get a b- little bit more into that, I'm sure, you know, when we, we talk a little bit later about Cool Springs. But, you know, if you can create situations where you partner with an agency and they're not look they're they're not in it for the commission, they're in it to help you fill a role or solve a problem. And, you know, that's where I think Baco does a, a tremendous job of we're not a hammer looking for a nail. There might be a lot of situations where you don't need that full-time resource. You need it for a part-time. Well, we've got that option too. We can come in, help you fit, complete a project and dial it up, dial it down, however you need us to do it. And you can tell us to go home when we're done. Uh, and you don't have to, you know, we can help you manage through, you know, your employment peaks and valleys. It sounds like you're describing Cool Springs, even though you're describing Vaco, and obviously I'm I'm bringing it back to Cool Springs because that's what I do all day every day. But <laughs> on, on the surface, someone's going to look at you like they look at us, like they look at us, and they're like, "You're just an insurance agency," but we're so much more than that, right? And on the surface, someone's going to look at you at Vaco and be like, "You're just an executive search placement firm." You're like, "Yeah, but we're so much more than that, really." because of how you approach things, it's completely customizable. And because you're driven by the relationship and not by the churn of fees and commissions, 
you're willing to go above and beyond. And I'm putting words in your mouth. You can tell me if I'm crazy, but you're willing to go above and beyond and you're willing to do the things that the competitors aren't willing to do because it's all about the client's success. Am, am I right? Oh, I think you're absolutely right. As, a, as an example, you know, I've always had kind of a client first mentality and it goes back to, to my MO. You know, the tagline we use at Baco now is with you all the way. And so that means we're with you and, you know, what you need from us can vary depending on the, the problem you're trying to solve and, and, and what you need to get done. You know, if I'm laser focused on me, then I'm seeking to win and, you know, you're probably going to lose. I'm okay if you don't. If I'm laser focused on you as a client, then I trust I'm, you know, I trust that I'm going to win. More often than not, it turns out to be exactly that way. Every now and then I end up in a situation where, you know, I'm, I'm in it to help, you know, the client win and, you know, I get, I get the short end of the stick. And, you know, when I, when I end up in those situations, you know, I, I heard the phrase not too long ago, you know, you got, if you can't create a, a win-win situation, then you got winners and losers. I prefer to look at it as you got winners and learners. And I've learned some in each of those situations, but the best of all is when you can create uh, winners and winners. Yeah, that's that's what we're all about for sure. So you brought it up. You brought up the Cool Springs design. You brought up, you know, how you what you already know that maybe some of our listeners don't know. You know, one of the things that separates us from our competitors is the fact that we're willing to exchange our economic benefit that we would receive from a compensation standpoint back over to the client so they have a higher value in their policy day one. And most people don't get that. But you brought us to the table, JR, with a couple of your trusted relationships and some of your clients. So clearly, there's some things that you like about Cool Springs and how it fits in with what you do at Baco. Can you share with the listeners a little bit about that? Yo, absolutely. I, you know, I, I go back to early in my, my career, you know, and maybe mo through most of my career, I was, you know, when I think of life insurance, you know, you've heard it. I'm sure all our listeners have heard it. You know, you buy term insurance and you invest the difference. It's like, you know, and we all know that, you know, I don't know what the percentage is, but 90 some percent of term policies never pay off. So it's, you know, it's insurance. You you got to have it, but everybody hates it. And then, you know, I've, I've learned a bit about Cool Springs over the the last couple of years that, that I've, two, maybe three years that I've been involved. And the Cool Springs is focused on the customer, right? I mean, a lot of the po insurance policies, the, the way the insurance broker and agents gets paid they get theirs on the front end and then okay they're they don't care whether the policy you know quite frankly if they're concerned just about them they don't care whether the policy survives or not they've gotten their payday and and as a result you know a lot of those policies don't survive cool springs on the other hand you know pays their agents differently than most insurance agents for premium finance life insurance policies and they succeed with the clients so that a lot of the clients front end money ends up going into the value of the policy and then the agents get paid as the client is successful and i love that that whole concept 
just like I love to, you know, I tell my clients in whatever business I'm in, whether it's at Deloitte or at Vaco, if I if I'm not helping you be successful, then you're not. I'm not going to be able to stick around long term. Cool right. Springs has that. Cool Springs has that same same mentality in terms of, you know, if my our policies are not successful, you're not going to be successful, and we're not going to be successful. And it's it, it's been a it's just a, a huge win win, and it's it's unique from my perspective in the life insurance business. And you know. I had a good friend of mine that's in the business. Not He's not on the sales side of the business. He's in the operational side of the business years and years ago. This is probably 10 plus years ago. And he, he would tell me, he's like, always follow the money. If you want to find out what's going on, always follow the money, which brings me to another adage that I don't know where I heard it somewhere, but I say oftentimes compensation drives behavior, right? And when the compensation structure is not properly aligned with client success, that's when you get that relationship that you talked about a few minutes ago, winners and losers. And all too often, unfortunately, in the life insurance world, the winners have historically been the agents and the losers have been the clients. Right. And that's why there's such right. a bad rap in, in, in the industry of, you know, everyone hates life insurance, but when, when we do it, it is that win-win situation. In fact, it's a win for all parties involved. It's a win for the client, right? Because they have a vehicle that has some unique features and characteristics that's not going to be matched anywhere in the industry. It's a win for the insurance company because our persistency, and you were talking about how those policies get written and then they're, they're, they're no longer in existence a couple of years later because the agent got paid. Well, that's called persistency from the carrier perspective. And we have at Cool Springs the highest persistency in the premium finance space than anyone else in the industry. And that can be verified and checked by all the carriers. The other party that wins in this transaction outside of the client, outside of the carrier is the lender, right? Because the lender is doing what lenders exist to do, which is loan money and charge interest on it. And the fourth person, so it's a win, 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 win is us at Cool Springs, but it's all aligned and we're all facing the same direction together. And I don't understand why more people haven't figured that part out, but that's you know what you're saying. And that's what you at Vaco do with your clients. You're in it. What's the tagline? You're, you're with them till the end. Well, we're, we're with you all the way with you all the way. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe we should still some derivation of that for cool spring. <laughs> but when we were playing golf one time, JR, you mentioned to me that, and don't get into specific numbers, but you were talking about, you know, what you've earned and what the payout, the pension is at, you know, a big four firm. And you were comparing that to one of the clients we're talking about that you brought us to the table with for cool springs and what that benefit could look like. Do you remember the conversation? I remember it very, very well, and I've, I've had it with, with many, many people. And Deloitte has an awesome retirement plan that they use as, you know, golden handcuffs to, to keep partners like me around. And, you know, I knew, I knew what it was, and, you know, ultimately it ends up being 25% of your last, the highest average of your last five years the highest two of your last five years, basically 25% of your highest compensation. 
that you get paid, and it's taxable every year. Uh, every year is, but it's a it's a tremendous benefit. I mean, I, I, I mean, it kept me around, and it would it would continue to keep me around because I've had law firms. You know, I have lunch with a wealthy law lawyer in Raleigh that was whining to me about. He didn't have the same kind of benefits that the the big accounting firms had, and I'm sitting there listening to this guy thinking he could buy and sell me ten times. He's he's hugely successful, but he was complaining that they didn't law firms didn't have something like this, and I'm sitting there salivating to to get you know Cool Springs in front of him because when I compared what if I had had when I was 50 years old. The cool, a Cool Springs product that that you guys are taking to the marketplace, in place at fifty. That the benefit, the non-taxable benefit, ignoring the life insurance benefit, would dwarf. You know what I'm getting from Deloitte in retirement, and it, I mean it, it sounds unbelievable, but it's just math. The numbers work. And so, you know, that's kind of what got me excited about, you know, while I'm, I I may have aged out of being able to tap into that because I'm not 50 now, I'm 62. And so I've, I've eaten 10 years into, into what that benefit would have looked like, but it got me excited not only about what I might be able to take back to my former colleagues at Deloitte, but what, you know, I might be able to work with my current colleagues at Baco and then a number of my, relationships in the marketplace in Raleigh and as a side you know you know you get, they get this tremendous benefit from a cool springs product and you know maybe they'll let me help them out with staffing and consulting and a, and a few other things but you know one of the things that intrigued me was the desire of, of cool springs to and they've been doing this for 20 plus years with uber wealthy folks but, you know, Sam's desire and the leadership's desire to move that downstream and enhance the wealth of people that couldn't access this product before is what really got me excited. And, you know, whether that's with a company and, and you know, moving it into their rank and file employees or their key employees or whatever, it's, it's an opportunity for, for people to tap into wealth that they otherwise wouldn't have been able to get to. Man, that's there's so much. Thank you for telling that story. And there's so much there to unpack. Number one, I would tell you at the age of 62, we have people that are, you know, late 60s, early 70s, and they're trying to figure out how to do this on themselves because they don't plan on being dead anytime soon. (laughs) Right. Not to mention not to mention the direction um, Washington, D.C. is trying to take this country with, you know, inflation and taxes any additional tax-free distributions you can get in the later part of your retirement is going to be beneficial, right? But I digress on that part. Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, you're right to bring up Sam's vision and the Cool Springs vision of trying to help every working American retire with dignity because Social Security is not going to be sufficient. Most people are not saving enough money as a percentage of their income into their 401k plan, not to mention the fact that all of those distributions at retirement are going to be subject to taxation. And you were fortunate enough, JR, to work at a big four firm that had that defined benefit plan for you. 
most employers cannot afford to incorporate such a plan for their employees because of the cash flow constraints and the capital requirements that that takes to fund that. And so all of that says, if you've got a company that, or a person that's listening to the call right now, either a high net worth individual or leadership at a company in the C-suite, and then if that company has got a solid EBITDA and a, and a, and a, very solid balance sheet. I mean, you really need to take a look at the the Cool Springs design to provide that benefit, not only for the rank and file employees, but really for the C-suite executives so you can retain them and the ownership group as well, because this allows you when structured properly, a Cool Springs design can allow you to get the distributions on an annual basis, tax-free, like you would have sold your business without having to sell the business, right? And it's a very powerful, it's a very powerful tool, bringing all of that back to Vaco and the talent solutions firm. So we have found JR, and I don't know if you've seen this as well, but we found firms use our Cool Springs design to recruit talent, to recruit the C-suite, the CFO, the COO, a new COO, and put in place for that individual a Cool Springs design that's got an employee retention component on it, like a stock option, like a grant of equity or or shares of the company without having to give up any additional equity. So I'd, I'd encourage you to think about that as well for some of your daily conversations that you're having over and over. But anything else that I didn't bring up that you want to talk about today? No, absolutely. I agree with, with your last comment and actually would, am in discussions with a company right now that, that comes to mind without, you know, I won't call their name, but the, the CEO is an inventor and he's got a company that ultimately, you know, five years down the road is going to hit a home run. He's trying to, he's trying to get me to help him recruit talent, which I'm doing. But what he's, he says, I've got, I want champagne on a beer budget kind of thing. And he wants to recruit with and pay people 50% of, of what they're worth today with understanding that they're going to get 10 times what that, what that other 50% is worth that they're willing to stick it out with it. And the ability to, to tap into something like this might be, might be a perfect marriage for, for what he's trying to accomplish. And one other thing I would say is, you know, we've talked about Deloitte, we talked about Vaco and, and how a tool like this would be beneficial to, to partners in both those organizations. And I, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it, in all those situations, you don't, the company doesn't necessarily have to fund it out, you know, add that to the additional funding. A lot of times you can create a design or sometimes you may be able to create a design where the employees or the partners can make their own decision on how they're going to use bonus money and tap into these these structures or this particular supplemental retirement benefit plan with some of their own bonus money, but the company's just making it available to them by sponsoring the program. So all that to say, there's a lot of flexibility in the design of the products. And at the end of the day, the, the benefits are there, you know, for the, the tax-free income, as well as, you know, the death benefit is going to be, you know, what, 
what it was anyway. That's just a, a that's an aside. This is all about the supplemental retirement income. Agreed. No, you're you're exactly right. I mean, it's so customizable that that actually could be viewed as a as a deterrent for some people because it is so customizable. But we're working on that. We've got some um, talented law firms, specifically Offit Kerman, that we're working with to help us design more more structured beginnings for clients, so they don't have this overwhelming sense of how do they get it going. But you're exactly right. It is completely customizable. So to that point, JR, if a listener wants to get in touch with you to talk about the services that you can provide at Vaco, maybe they need a CFO to be placed or they're looking for a CFO, CIO, CTO, something like that. How do they get in touch with you? And really, if they got questions on Cool Springs and they don't want to ask me, how do they get in touch with you and where does it go from there? All right. Well, obviously, you can you can check out Baco at www.baco.com. As you said, my name's J.R. Sharon. You can get in touch with me at J. Sharon, S-H-E-A-R-I-N, at Baco.com. My cell phone, I don't mind making available to anyone, it's 919-345-0679. Love to talk to you about Baco and the the many talent solutions we've got to bring to bear, as well as I have become over the last couple, three years, a disciple of Cool Springs and would love to talk about that as well. Awesome. Um, and you, if, if need be, you'd also talk about the Carolina Hurricanes, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and and Vaco, Vaco is V-A-C-O for those. But I'm going to put your contact information in the, the podcast, on the, on the webpage for the podcast so the listeners can grab it from there. Otherwise, JR, thank you so much for your time. I will see you One on last the golf comment, course. John. Yes, One sir. last comment about that golf thing. You threw me under the bus. I'm going to get my money back. <laughs> well, you probably could right now. I'm struggling right now, so you better get me All right. quick. <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming on, JR. I appreciate it. Take care. I enjoyed it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. There we have it. Another great episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes at premiumfinanceshow.com. And you can find out more about all the ways we can help you at coolspringsfinancial.com. That's it for this episode. Have a great week and we'll talk to you next time.